The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Alright, so, again, we're going to go ahead and get started, and I'm just going to go ahead and do the thing. If everyone can try to be as nice to each other as possible, and, um, you know, be reasonable to one another. Alright, cool. Three, two, one! Batman v Superman is the best fucking movie ever! Fuck yourself! Go fuck yourself! Fuck you! And I love it. That is, I love it. I haven't been that it's bored okay. in a theater in a long time. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Oh, Trevor with the sharp comments. Let's go. Damn. Let's go. Come on. What's up? What's up? Oh, my God. My mic is, is exploding. <laughs> <laughs> mic is like, kill me now. This is going to be good. Okay. So, if you guys can't guess already, we went and saw Batman v Superman. We have a lot of feelings to talk through and a lot Such of, feelings. Uh, lot of uh, arguments to be had. So, let's go ahead and do around the circle. First up, we have Trevor. Yeah, uh, I hated it. Um, I'll just throw that out there. Um, <laughs> no, just introduce yourself, Trevor. <laughs> just just get oh, okay. He's Trevor, Sorry. He hates we'll get to that. Superman. You got That's me all pumped for the vitriol, and I just came out of the gates running. Um, my <laughs> name's Trevor. I'm not entirely cynical. Um, <laughs> I wait tables. I, uh, I read a lot. <laughs> just please. Oh, my God, the laugh. Get on with it. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Sarah. How you doing? And Peter. What's up, guys? I'm Peter. How's it hanging? Hope it's low. <laughs> and I think we have buttons somewhere on this podcast. <laughs> What's that sound? Do people hear a sound? It sounds like somebody's being edited out of the podcast. Quick, everyone. Oh, God, who edits this? <laughs> Y'all are fucked. <laughs> no, I swear I will only edit that uh, first little bit of Ben's introduction from here on out. No one is censored because I appreciate all of your feelings, as wrong as they may be. <laughs> Moving on, I want to go ahead and get started, and I feel like Trevor was ready to rip, roar, and ride, and so let's, let's see what you had to say about Batman v Superman. Um, I guess I... Okay, I'll give it some credit, first of all. Uh, a lot of the argument being made out there, I think, is that DC tried to do something, uh, tried to do, uh, do something new um, and give it just a darker feel and make an actual conflict hungover from the last Superman movie where Batman sees all the destruction in the opening. And I thought that opening was pretty cool and set up the conflict really well. But then they just start building up all these themes of, like, God versus man that don't really pan out. And Lex Luthor's Jesse Eisenberg, played by Jesse Eisenberg, is unbearable right in the middle of it all. Oh, man. And, yeah, it just kind of fell apart. Wonder Woman was the best part. The, I gotta admit, the action scene towards the end with Doomsday was pretty kick-ass. But for the first, like, hour and a half, two hours of the movie, I was just like, fight already. Like, I, I don't really care about Someone the characters the themselves <laughs> or what their motivations are. Just punch them. Yeah, so. I, I won't lie. Jesse Eisenberg, like even on when I do the pro side, which will come here in a minute, but Jesse Eisenberg was absolutely unbearable. Yeah, in that he was role. trying too I, hard. I, even I'll admit that. 
Yeah. Okay. He was so. Um, I think I'm just going to say this. I don't think anyone else has a negative thing to say about this movie. (laughs) 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 Ben, come on. Give me yours. Uh, Man, Batman vs. Superman. I think I texted everybody. It was the dawn of disappointment or bad payoff or something like that. That's what it was. (laughs) Everything that's good about this movie is in the trailer. It feels like it would have been better (laughs) as a 15-minute music video. There are elements that are cool, but they're so devoid of emotional impact or interest at all that they're just completely boring. So much of this movie is setting up Batman vs Superman fighting, and then it they fight because he kidnaps his mom, and then like there's just oh there's a million things that I don't want to go into little tiny nitpicks. Overall problem I think is the movie is nothing but overdone payoff for a boring fight that ends terribly and then a 20 minute long battle with a creature that has no stakes no interest nothing at all it wants to be this dark gritty film but also this crazy Zack Snyder punchy stuff thing and by doing both terribly it just ends up being boring Peter okay um my feelings about this movie it was I it was decent (laughs) I don't think it deserves the shitstorm of reviews that it's getting like people saying that it's horrible but I don't think it's like great it's a good decent movie i walked in and i had an, i had a good time while watching it like like, like I, I was telling a friend yesterday it's not something that you call home about but if someone asks you you will say that you are you're okay with it you enjoyed it you'll only you really only bring up your opinion if someone asks you but you're not going to be like it was amazing so i mean that's how i see it sarah um, yeah, pretty much um, the same feelings as Peter, to be honest. I went in and admittedly during the whole three hours of the movie, which it did not need to be that long, but I... Well, tops. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't find myself really outright bored at any point. I mean, I was just like, oh, okay, well, this this stuff is happening i'm kind of ready for the next scene but i wasn't like please move on oh my god this is awful at any point um unpopular opinion i kind of liked jesse eisenberg as lex luther that being said i have not read any of the comics so i don't know what lex luther is supposed to be if you will which is i, I think it's super fair go ahead ben. i think a big part of the problem yeah i agree <laughs> I wonder because Brian Cranston was sort of the person everyone wanted to play Lex mm. Luthor. And that was going to happen. That would have been badass. I would have <laughs> fully right, supported right. that. Like, well, I don't care how like, how much you opinion. liked it. Like you still want it. Yeah, this is you my, still want that. To happen. <laughs> this is my controversial <laughs> opinion in that. Or even get the guy from Smallville. I, I think that it, he's just his character is so poorly written. I don't think anyone can really do anything. I think Brian Cranston probably could have brought something, but it probably just wouldn't have been more dull than weird. So at least I appreciate that he just went insane it's a very memorable performance even if it's not good i think so i'm gonna jump off there and i'm gonna go for the few positive i I like the experience that is batman v superman and i use that loosely in terms of the term experience i can agree (laughs) with i know i know i'm gonna i'm gonna pull this back loosely if we go back to kind of like this new thing and i think that's the thing is it's nice to go and see like a superhero movie that isn't the marvel method and if you want to talk about what's actually been happening with kind of the development of superhero movies over the last couple of years, you go back to like the Sam Raimi original Spider-Man and you realize like when they were building the method back then, and it's not, and that's not any relation to the Marvel of today, but they did look at the Sam Raimi movies when they were building 
the newer Marvel movies, and what they'll find is that he was doing, because of the way Spider-Man is, they were going for more of a comedy action vibe. And it has such a good flow to it because Sam Raimi's an excellent director that it's kind of imbued into all the newer movies that have come out more recently. I.e., like, and even in movies that it doesn't really work, like, you'll see, like, Captain America is essentially, for the first half of it, a funny story about, like, a soldier that's too skinny with, like, uh, who, what's his face? Uh, Tommy Lee Jones running around yelling at him. Like it's it's they're comedy movies in a sense. You don't really they're kind of masquerading as comedy movies, and it comes off in that way, especially with experiences like that don't work for it. Like Thor, which is essentially like a fish out of water tale, where he goes to the world and he's just like, oh, coffee, and you don't throw the mugs <laughs> on the floor. This is hilarious. This is amazing. But then you have like you go into this movie and it's just like it's unapologetically comic in a different sort of way and i think that's definitely the feel for this universe versus the other and the feel for dc as a whole dc has like it's not that they have better superheroes it's that they have iconic superheroes as opposed to more down-to-earth human superheroes I don't want to see a Marvel movie out of the DC universe, and this wasn't it. I want to see something that's more unapologetically comic, and I surprisingly got that out of this movie. Now, I'm and I, there's pluses and minuses to this. Like, I'll agree, like the plot problems are very there, but like it didn't bother me <laughs> that the villain was so absolutely incomprehensible. And let's be honest, that is the most incomprehensible plan ever put to screen. <laughs> I like, still understand what his motivation was. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It, it doesn't like, that they had one scene that was one minute long that explained the whole bell ringing. I know yeah. there's stuff coming. They cut like as a deleted two and a half scene. hours long. Add the damn scene that explains the one thing that we don't, you didn't over explain. It, it actually would have helped immensely, and it's like thirty fucking seconds. It's, so and it, it's like weird. that was the moment you cut out of the movie where you that. Like, or, or like down like, to the wire and like, editing. Like when, when, he, when he goes into the ship, because I, because I feel like that, like that, like when he went to the ship, and it's like it's like this ship has a, has a database of twenty thousand different planets. It's like okay, infer from there, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm also just confused. I mean, it, it like that's the thing is it didn't make sense, but at the same time, it is unapologetic, and that's the thing is like it does great things. Like it had the one of the original creators of Batman that's been snubbed for so long. It had him as co-creating. Batman and the thing that's a coup for comics it does some amazing things but then it does some stupid things with the characters by having Thomas Wayne punch the mugger which is just insane and and like in like the mythos of Batman and it it just like blows my fucking mind that they would actually do that so it's like it's like somebody that like I I question that because I because I admittedly I went I I saw it a second time with friends which I which which at least for me was like the more enjoyable movie going experience because all three of us had seen it but like I wonder about that scene like was he (laughs) actually throing a punch or was he like just trying to step into the way of the gun like that's just me He's throwing a punch. I, I think, think. It, he's throwing a punch. He okay. made a fist in front of his son. Yeah. It's it's like, okay. and I'm not gonna say. I think the thing is like, the problem for me is separating out like what I did and did not like. And I think the thing is like, when you tear away a lot of the comedy from the Marvel movies, there's some incomprehensible bits just as clearly there underneath. More so in oh, Ultron because yes. I'll always say the original Avengers is better than this movie. But you have to realize this is essentially an Avengers movie without a lot of the buildup and just one movie to do that. And I think the thing is, is like if you if you like I've seen a person just see Avengers and not the other movies, it's incomprehensible in just the same way to him. 
And I think that's a lot of the thing is a lot of people are giving plot criticisms on all this other stuff. Well, if you see, if they had more extended universe and more buildup, I think they essentially tried to make the Avengers without making all the fucking buildup, which is a problem in and of itself. But I don't think it's damnable evidence that this movie is the worst thing ever put to screen. I do think it's better than Age of Ultron. I really, I really do. I think that they both have a lot of the same comic book problems. Um, but this movie is more. It has a much more. It has a much more interesting visual design that I really appreciate. So, for instance, like let's be honest, that's the best Batman fight ever put to screen of all the Batman movies. Like, and and, and you can disagree, Ben, but like you and I both know that the Christopher Nolan film is like they're are, they're terrible for Batman fighting action. Oh, like, they're yeah, just yeah. terrible. Yeah. So, like, I think like especially melee combat. Yeah. Watching. I still think like whatever getting past the plot or whatever else happened. Like, it was still a good experience for me to see these awesome fight scenes and to see Batman and Superman throw down and to have Wonder Woman come in between them like that. Like, it's still full of, like, good, excellent moments. And I think at the end of the day, I still had fun as a comic book fan in that theater, understanding that as a movie critic, I was definitely definitely less than appeased. Well, that's what... I I understand where you're coming from with that, and I think it'll be very interesting when there are well-reviewed DC movies, because I feel like there has to be them all in. There's no be. way they're going to let this fail. Like, <laughs> it got, cannot keep failing. They've got good directors like James Wan in the future and, and other interesting yeah. filmmakers. And I mean, he's doing voices. Aquaman, Ben. Yeah, James. <laughs> like, the but, only but good Jason DC, Momoa is Aquaman. I'm yeah, sorry. I know that's a really stupid thing to be Fury excited about. But I know, yes. I know. Sarah, I am right there in excitement for so many reasons. Both, like, A, he is extremely okay, fucking right. hot, too. Um, yeah, that can't, can't nerd out too much. Alright, 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 Ben. The only thing I know about Aquaman is Jason God Momoa. damn it, guys. Literally the only <laughs> thing. But I think, ben, go. Look, blonde people need roles, too, okay? Um, <laughs> but, Marvel has that taken care of. We're done. But, um... Well, I think uh, you made a good point, though, I think, Jack. I, I do agree that the Marvel franchise is getting old, and there is that sense of that formula is getting old, for sure, and I understand that. But I don't think that just because this film goes somewhere different necessarily makes it better than those films. I do think oh. you're right, it has those moments, but it feels like it takes those moments and doesn't know why they mean anything. It'll be like, oh, this is from Death of Superman, but do you understand why that's important? It just is that mm, yeah. scene. Or, and know, let's, it's let's a scene be honest. from Long Halloween, but it's just that scene. It's not really like... Like if you're gonna compare it, it, if you're gonna compare it to the success of the Marvel movies, I think it's a fair point you made that it's taking a lot of criticism for just not being as fun as those movies. But yeah, no, I think that's dumb. I think it's a bad film. It's not. Yeah, no, exactly. I was gonna say you can't hate it because it's not Marvel. In defense of the critics, those movies still present characters with clear motivations, and the fun part of the fun of the movie is just well set up like relatable characters not yeah. just in that is, they're is less Thor iconic a relatable character i mean like i agree that there are like better movies i'm not saying like i think this movie is worse than like the majority of the main setup for the marvel universe but like i think like in terms of storytelling within the tentpole movies like i don't think it does better characterization than i mean obviously avengers does better characterization yeah. like right. that's but that's like talking about the gold standard of like fucking comic book movies okay, like you're not going to compare this to it i agree with that it is it does better characterization than avengers 2 but again that's a sequel to a movie that did a shit ton of characterization so it's hard to compare that at the same time like yeah i just I do don't think, think like okay, go ahead i just i don't think no, no, that the dc characters being more iconic is excuse for them to be less developed if that makes any sense Okay, well, first, I will say this. Henry Cavill is the worst fucking actor <laughs> ever. Um, 
and that's not to say he's the worst actor. He's just actually he's more of a, just a poor shit choice for Superman because he always comes off super fucking smug, and it just doesn't this work for what yeah. Superman really is supposed uh, to be. But you can't yeah, blame he, it on the he's actors. Super either. dick is like what he is. He's just running around being super dick, and you're just like <laughs> fuck you. Oh god! Like I, like, I, like, I mean, that was my experience much. in the movie. I was like, yeah, Batman. Fucking image right now. There's a great essay yeah, out there about how implausible sex between Lois Lane and Superman would actually be when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you're looking at like Batfleck and you're like, kill him, motherfucker, kill him. Wipe that grin off his face, motherfucker. <laughs> well, so like, I, I don't know, like maybe I took some injury. I don't root for either people. At first I'm rooting for Batman because they open it up really well. Like, okay, we're going to do the excuse for Man of Steel. We're going to see uh, Bruce Wayne look at the footage, the, the destruction of Man of Steel from the ground level, which was awesome. Made me want to like watch an entire movie about people during Ultron. Like, what? Our city is floating. What the fuck is happening? Like, it's just a very interesting. Maybe <laughs> a lot of screaming. Maybe a lot of screaming. Yeah, I want to point out that 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 actually did happen in the first Man of Steel because there was a lot of incomprehensible stuff where Lawrence Fishburne was running around <laughs> trying <laughs> to save people. And I'm just gonna say, Ben, that that was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> so, it was terrible. So I, think I didn't say you can't do it well. <laughs> um, I'm not saying you can't do it well, but like I'm just saying, like I don't have any well, more think, need for any more. I think this one did do it well. I think that one of the better sequences is Bruce Wayne trying to save everybody and watching Superman from afar. Oh and yeah, that gives great motivation. But then like. Later on, he's like murdering people, and he's having dreams about killing okay. people in Afghanistan, and he's just like, this guy's he beats Superman over the head with a fucking toilet, and you're just like, this guy is as insane as Superman. It doesn't it's make so any hard sense for me to root for him. Yeah, I feel like I mean, the whole the branding. Decision. I think I feel like the whole branding thing with branding, Batman at the yeah. beginning was really unnecessary. Like, maybe let's talk about how a lot of the Batman violence was super fucking unnecessary. I thought the training sequence was unnecessary as well. Now, maybe that's just because I don't really enjoy seeing. (laughs) And see, that's, you know, in in fairness to you guys, I I don't enjoy seeing. It wasn't unnecessary for my erection. That's fair. That's fair. To be fair, I agree with, with Sarah. There should have been also an equally as hot uh, Wonder Woman training sequence. One of the let's, dumbest let's lines in this the, movie. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Maybe it will come. Maybe in Wonder Woman's movie we will let's get that. Let's be honest too. Like the big thing about this movie is it feels like it was taken to the it was taken around town during the editing sequence. As I think my biggest problem sure. with this. And I think I think yeah. like I think that I am in tight I am I I think that it was like for instance like I see sequences I see like the good that it was meant to do and then I just see terrible decisions like cutting out that 30 seconds of like background that would have explained Lex Luthor in a better way. Not that that makes Jesse Eisenberg's performance or the peach piss tea like <laughs> acceptable but at the same time like it just adds like a like these little like pointers that like i feel like that's this movie is like missing like directional material like in terms of like the, and that's the thing is the editing is like this movie does not have establishing shots it's crazy. like it just doesn't do them it it is, it's like a guinness times. world record of like just it just cuts into close up on batman's face <laughs> and he's all grizzled and shit <laughs> and it cut to black so many times i'm just like like, someone pointed out a great point. It was just like, how do you even mess this up? Where he's like, he goes, he says a line where he's like, oh, where's that kid? It's like he clicks his heels and goes to Kansas. How do you not cut to Batman in Kansas? It's like the most obvious <laughs> cut in the perfect. planet Earth. <laughs> like, perfect leading line. Right. I still, I still stand by the fact that I had a fun experience in the movie, and I would oh, yeah, recommend I agree. other people to go see it. I think that's what it comes down to for me. As I'm not saying that it's a that it has to be a thing. I think it was a fun comic book experience. 
And I think that's sometimes all a movie has to be. And if you want to tell me that it's not well made, go screw yourself. That's a beautiful sequence with Martha Wayne in the movie with the pearls and the gunshot. Where that, uh, yes. The gun. There's so many beautiful that. moments in this movie. Taken and that's the thing. It's still a good. Yeah, I know. That's so, the thing. Beautiful. Re- so beautiful. It's, it's Zack Snyder. He is recreating a comic book sequence. He can't put it together, but like <laughs> he's still making something absolutely gorgeous yeah. that no other director or no Marvel movie has done. As, so, of course, it's something new. Him, it's different. As we saw him Does it work? do with Watchmen, he is really good at taking page and putting it to screen as far as like, t- like image one, image two, image three. He's really, really, really good, damn good at that. I think the movie would be a lot better if he stuck with more simple ideas and didn't try to reach. I mean, again, like I wouldn't rather him not try to do more. But when he gets into trying to develop this whole conflict between, like, Superman is a god and he's unaccountable, and goes to the trouble to get in like Neil deGrasse Tyson and all these cameos, <laughs> I love that to talk about I'm it. Yeah, no, lie. I love that part too because it was like I, you start to understand the eight hundred million dollar budget when you got Anderson Cooper. On. True story. Oh yeah, that's Silver Fox. Can we no, just I, stop I, having Nancy Grace yell about superheroes? I'm so tired of seeing Okay, okay, please tell me I wasn't the only one who like totally rolled my eyes when she popped up on screen. Please <laughs> tell me. It's like whenever you need something, like, what's Superman doing? <laughs> I just hate Superman. Like, <laughs> like, like if, if I can speak to like the motivation of, the, of, the, of like of, of the two of them fighting each other, like if if you if you go back and watch the Warner Brothers animation movie of uh, of just of Justice League War, where like where, like like that like that that mo- that movie like, at least in the. That movie basically deals with um, essentially what DC's trying to do right now, where, like, right. where, they, where they have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Except uh, it Lantern. cuts to the fucking point. Oh, yeah. I mean, Peter. <laughs> like, I love no, Justice no, no, League no, that, War no, no, because what, it just cuts to no, the that, point no, and Darkseid shows that, up and they no, just that, have a fight. <laughs> like, that's, like that's, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. In that movie, in the beginning, none of them had any idea who, who, like, any idea who each other was. And, like, and so they're – and, like – they had a fight in the beginning before before trying to figure out like what the like what the hell like bad shit was actually happening. They had the motivation of just simply not knowing who each other was, and that was why they were beating the fuck out of the fuck out of each other. With this movie, right. we had to wait two hours to get to that point. Right. So yeah. you're saying there's even like a movie where they fought and then fought another thing that did it better. <laughs> so right. Like, like even like, that's like, like, yeah. at, at least as far at least as far as like we're fighting each other for this reason, the animated film did that like ten times better because it's like we're fighting now. Okay, we're not going to talk. Minutes. We can't. I, I have issues with the new animated universe to begin with, and I'll talk about that. Well, later, I mean, I'm, Peter, not, I'm, not, like, I'm, I'm not addressing. No, the no, no. I mean, I agree. Just, I agree. Like it, it, it tells the story better, and it does that better. Just that I movie. mean, the fact that like Superman is boning Wonder Woman in that story. Like, do we want to get into that? Okay, no. no. That's exactly I don't, I don't why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> I, I don't particularly want to bring that up, and not, not. It's not offensive, Sarah. It's just more like. It's just very ham-handedly done. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just like, there because oh, Superman, Wonder Woman, they must get together. Obviously, like that's predictable exactly, and uninteresting. It's exactly it's uninteresting, and that's the thing is because like the Batman's Wonder Woman combination has actually always been more interesting in terms of like Wonder Woman having the power and being stronger than him, mm. and being able to one up him in a in a very interesting way. It has a definitely a more interesting like female power dynamic that I've always liked, and that's the thing is like who can you know only one Superman could tame a woman this powerful it's just creepy uh, yeah, yeah. Really. i really hate it 
Very and that's the thing is like the, like the Batman. I like that they did do that. They did they did know who to like. There were so many little bits that they did do so well, and that's what drives me nuts. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm like because I was in there and my comic book brain was going, oh my god, motherfuckers, this. And then they do like this most ham-handed shit, like just having her open up a drive with the symbols, the co- oh, like the superhero god. symbols. You're, you're, like that was terrible. so bad. The trailer sequence. Like, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She watched the like <laughs> the, the, the last uh, act of her own movie. <laughs> I feel like that would have been a lot cooler for people who have read the comic books and so they know what all the symbols mean. Like, for instance, I recognize, you know, Aquaman. Okay, you know, there's a guy with a trident underwater. Sure. Um, The Flash, you know, guy moving really fast. I assume it was the Flash. But uh, yeah, I I don't know who the third cyborg. person was. Was it cyborg? Cyborg. Okay. Yeah. See, and that like, was a mother box, since I didn't read comic books, that meant absolutely nothing to me. Well, even if you do read comic books, it's like frustrating because all those people yeah. like, came up with their own symbols, and now it's like Lex Luthor came up with everybody, and he's responsible for gotcha. basically getting everyone together. Yeah. Like that's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Why Why did he like? If I feel like Lex Luthor like had like a meeting committee, he's like, we need to make super superhero for, for all these yeah, superheroes like on the run. Yeah. We're gonna have like a logo department. It. It's hey, like everything at LexCorp has its own that. individual logo. They have like an overzealous logo committee. <laughs> 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 Guys, we can do this. It's like, yeah, like Doomsday like was like cold, like, and they're like, uh, "Oh, we already got his logo ready. He's job. been alive for like two minutes." <laughs> <laughs> All right, but the thing I think the thing for that is it definitely feels like it had a different design. Like that was supposed to be some sort of like viral marketing campaign that people found online or hacked into LexCorp or something along those lines, mm. or like a fake LexCorp site. That's what it felt like. It should have yeah. been. And then like it felt like there was supposed to be something else somewhere, and then it's like, oh my god, it's in the movie, and it's the same thing. Look at this. <laughs> like I mean, I think that would have been cool. Like that's the only excuse I have for why ham how ham handed it is to do that. Like a virtual reality well, uh, game. The, type all thing. the uh, Justice that's, League that's setup something... is just weak, especially at the end where it's like Batman is kind of known Wonder Woman for a little bit, and that Superman's grave. Like, we should set up Justice League because reasons. I feel like well, that would be a good idea. Again, the whole thing where the, the whole thing where you give you give me thirty seconds of Lex Luthor talking with the dude with three mother boxes, and you're like, oh, Dark Side's coming. <laughs> Batman's vaguely aware that Dark Side's coming. Everything makes sense now. Oh wait, we're just gonna cut this very important thirty seconds out of this movie, and it's like it's almost like they realized as soon as they released it, it's like, oh man, we really needed that thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because of course, like everyone sees it as a deleted scene, and like, but like, let's be honest is the great majority of people like that's the thing is like who you're capturing and i think that's the thing that i like about this movie is it's not made to capture a mainstream audience in the same way that marvel movies are well less... it's supposed to be but maybe it's not necessarily no well i think that might be a failure on somebody's part but and a success on Zack snyder's uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry, Ben. I think that like for the individual movies out there, there are comic book fans. Like obviously, like John Favreau with the original Iron Man was a huge comic book fan and gets Iron Man in a way that like I don't think anyone else has gotten a different character in such a way. Like, and that that was just like lightning in a bottle in a different sort of way. But the issue is like you get guys like Kenneth Branagh doing Thor, and it's like, does he really get Thor? Or the comic book Thor? No, see, like think, Kenneth Branagh's doing his Hamlet impersonation. See, my, I, my I think that's what's happening. Thing is, I think Zack Snyder gets imagery. I don't think he gets tone. You know what I mean? Where? I think oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't disagree with that at all. Thing, it's beautifully shot, but I think it loses all why, impact of why him getting it murdered be... because it's so like fuckable. Almost, it's like he has to oh make God. the murder of their parents the most like 
beautiful looking shots ever like and so even that loses kind of tonal impact for me because it's just so like gorgeous and you every shot is so brilliant you know and like are the superman saving people sequences they're gorgeously shot but they're so dour and weird and like it makes me feel uncomfortable almost even though yeah you add to that well done the fact that that shot, that beautiful of the of the of the mugger, the murder in the beginning, was just setting up this moment. The whole plot hinged upon that Batman and Superman's mother happened to share that the same really name. That was really lame. I'm sorry. And that's what oh. that shot I ultimately accomplished. I literally rolled my eyes. We agree. When this okay, happened. we agree. We don't have to pile on here. We get. The plot is not. I'm just saying that's an like, example just, of how I'm beautiful really indus- imagery serves nothing. Like it, it, just, it did not serve a good point. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I disagree. I think imagery does not have to be tied to something. I think that's the thing. Would you recommend somebody go see this movie? No. Well, no, I mean, not particularly. <laughs> I totally disagree. I, I would, I would, I would say arrive like halfway through and watch it for the Wonder Woman sequence at the end, and then that's all yeah, you need. Yeah, I told my ex like I'm. Gonna I disagree, the guys. Woman I think I think a lot of the I think a lot of the stuff is interesting, and a lot of the stuff at the beginning is very visually interesting, and I think the creation of the universe within itself is interesting. I agree, and I think I had a good time doing it, and I think that's the difference. Is like you're like it comes down to like kind of your your thesis on how to rate a film, and I think that this maybe like you know I still give. I still appreciate bad films in the same way, and that's the thing is you you don't give up. It's not really a bad film if we're talking about it. Like we talk about Demolition Man, and we're like, oh, it's a bad film. It's not really a bad film. It scratches an itch in a sort of way that gives it, um, like movie merit. I'm not saying that it's like it has like it's like a deep movie. It isn't, but it's an exciting experience. It's a it's an experience I'd want people to go and see, and it's an experience that I would recommend to people. Because it is an action-packed experience, and let's be honest, that climactic finale, like you, I was sitting in the theater watching my heroes from my youth, like throw down with Doomsday, was well things, and I think that it does a fight scene better than anything in Age of Ultron, better than that, and it, that's the thing is it it did match those some of those moments out of the Avengers, and that's not to say is like you're like I, for me it shot short of the Avengers and fell well short of it, but like it hit tone and moments in there that were just as good as the Avengers. And I think for me, like anything that's even touching that golden goblet, like, you know, it's worth seeing. And I think I stand by that. Can I ask a question about Doomsday as an, as a non comic book person? Yeah. Okay. Is that what Doomsday looks like in the comics? Yes. No. Pretty, okay. Pretty much. He does not look like a Lord of the Rings troll, Jack. Okay, I was well, gonna say. Well, okay, well, I, I mean, I thought he was kind of lame. Honestly, I thought he was just a cave troll with laser powers. Like <laughs> without, that was yeah. what I saw. Without, without the spikes, no, that is not right, right, how we are introduced to Doomsday. <laughs> no. Let's be honest. Like, like Doomsday's a shit character, guys. Oh, he's a shit like, character. He's but always like, been. A, he's been. A, he's a shit character in the comic books. Like, I'm not upset about them reinterpreting him. Yeah, but he's not. He's boring. Like, he doesn't. It doesn't matter. That Is he even a character? I thought the concept of how he was created was kind of interesting. Like you take Zog or whatever his name is and you're sort of and reincarnating him in this sort of, you know, unholy way. And, you know, that could have been really great. Very but cool. then when or the like cave the troll came out of the egg, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, this is not exciting. <laughs> well, I think you could have had, I think that's the thing is this movie is beholden to like whatever he thought was cool. And I think that that runs itself into the ground. And I think that's it, ultimately what he does. Like, what is Lex, he's like, it's like, you can tell things are happening. It definitely feels like, like other people were supposed to be jammed into this movie. Like, I feel like Lex Luthor is a combination of the Joker and whatever the fuck Lex Luthor was supposed to be doing. He did feel and a lot like they, the Joker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think, I think, I think like in early scripts, he must've gotten cut now cut out 
I think that must have happened. Well, and I think and he also I think Mark's, he added the junior part because the people were getting mad about his portrayal. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. in the whole like we're gonna, I have Lex no Luther doubt was, Esther the love for this they're going to reboot Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor was fashion. too much Joker and not Lex the Lex yeah. that I've grown up with. Like like, like like if you if you go back to the soundtrack and you listen to like the first 45 50 seconds of the track called I think it's like problems up here that, that, that I need that has, to listen like, to the soundtrack. That that that, that, that has I, really I, I've listened good. to a few tracks. But but like it, it, it's um it's the shot it's the music that that, that you that you hear when Lex Luthor when, when Lex is entering the um is is, in, is entering the ship where it has like a very classical feel but there's something distorted about it I felt like that song was a better was like was was a better representation of how Lex should have been characterized in this film he it, like because 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 Lex from the comics is this calm cool collected manipulative calculative calculated calculating businessman who like who on the outside like is totally lovable everyone thinks he's great but behind the scenes he's fucked up that's how it should have been where it's like he like he presents himself he he presents himself as very calm cool and collected but it's not until like you it's not until like you know like when when um senator finch met met, met with him at his house like like she got to see at least a, at least a hint of just like no this man is a little off his hinges that's how it should have been and not 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 the joker but in a business suit yeah, see, I, I knew he was crazy from the get-go, and it would have been more interesting if he had been able to hide that better and, you know, be more cool, calm, and collected, as you say, when he was, you know, in it. his lab yeah. or whatever, but then all of a sudden you get home and he's like, oh, he's actually nuts. This is <laughs> exciting. one thing about Lex that's always been interesting and they really had the setup for it is that Lex always truly, truly believes that Superman is a threat. He's not like, mm -hmm. doesn't hate him because he wants to do bad things, and he does bad things, but no. it's not just that. It's like he truly believes Superman is a threat and no one is taking it seriously. And so the line where he's like, you need a silver bullet to, you know, for this god if he ever turns against us, that's when he's like, right. That's when he's like going down mm -hmm. the right path, even though he's still acting crazy. Jesse Eisenberg joke. That's. Level why I'm talking about early script revisions. You can almost see what happens. It mm. feels like in that level of Luke's Le Lex Luthor, like before Batman was even involved, like as a second Man of Steel movie, Lex Luthor was running around the city trying to save people out of his buildings. That makes more sense why Lex Luthor mm. would be in Metropolis trying to save people out of his buildings, and he he like breeds this undying hate for Superman in that moment when his, his people die, and he's just convinced of his need to death. And then you have Batman coming in, as well as like a Joker figure who's just screwing shit up. And then somewhere in there, it all got combined into whatever the hell Lex Luthor Jr. is now, and it just doesn't work for shit. Because that's the thing is like he just like they went to the script writing thing and they went, oh, it'd be cool if we did this and this and this and this, and just other elements of the script just kept getting shit on. And it was, I think it's constantly this role. And that's not to say I'm saying Jesse Eisenberg's a bad person. I think it's bad. I think it's a combination of bad script and bad direction. No, I like Jesse Eisenberg. I, I agree. Just a bad choice. You know, people. I have. Choices. Well, no, I think that's the thing. I think somebody said to him is like, oh, you know, you know. Facebook sans the Joker, and I think that was like the extent of his direction. Like that's all I can feel like. The funny thing I heard is that Eisenberg was actually supposed to play Jimmy, the photographer that goes with Lois to the desert and just really? gets shot right away. And <laughs> Zack Snyder shot, thought yeah. that would be really funny, but instead, why the just... fuck did they kill Jimmy Olsen off the bat? Because Zack no Snyder sense. thought it would be funny. I, he said there's no. Because the media <laughs> likes to kill characters unnecessarily. <laughs> 
Peter heard my rant about this the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm which sorry. No, I'm about, not. We started talking about the women. Is this the Walking Dead or the 100? I don't know who it's, it's the 100. I mean, I'm mad about the Walking Dead, too, but I have never actually watched the Walking Dead, so I'm just mad about right. it on principle. <laughs> but... Think- Right. Yeah. I think the reason was I mean, actually that he said that he didn't have any time for minor characters when he's trying to build a universe. But you have to murder Jimmy. But Olsen. Jimmy is not like <laughs> Jimmy isn't so minor of a character that you can just willy nilly shoot him off without really establishing this is Jimmy. Yeah. With specialty LexCorp bullets. <laughs> oh man, that's another is incomprehensible so plot point. But the point, like that's the thing, is like they were like, oh, Superman needs to like. They they want it's it's kind of this thing where they wanted Superman to do something bad that would earn him the ire of the media and like some other things, and to kind of make the point that he's like he's like beholden to no one. And I think that makes the point is like when his loved ones are in danger, he's really beholden to no one because no one can stop him. And they wanted to make that point, but they they kind of just like shot a scene and it kind of suggests that. And I got that. I I took that away from that moment, but like it was really weird up front to like introduce that you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. it, it, like i feel like and there were better ways to, like, to show superman out of control yeah also weird to have him like get someone else killed like if, if you kill jimmy olsen make that a point or have him show up before to save jimmy olsen you know what i mean he gets yeah. killed and it doesn't affect anything and that should be like a thing where like dude you show up to save me but you didn't save my fucking friend you know but like lois lane's like yeah yeah jimmy olsen got it I was really disappointed in how they wrote Lois Lane's character, or rather how they didn't write her, because I feel like all she did in this movie was, you know, get in trouble and then Superman would save her. Which I realized that was probably the original purpose of her character in the comic books, but... This is why I don't like Superman, the original movie, is because in Superman, and I know that movie. Oh, we're about better. to disagree about something with you saying where I'm going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Wait, you mean the one in the seventies? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the Henry Cavill things. Yeah. I'm talking oh, about oh, Man of Steel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Jesus Christ. No, not okay. that bad. Um, don't really worry. like Lois Lane in the original Superman. Uh, yeah, we do. Lois Lane, that's one of the best, like, superhero characters to begin like, superhero female characters to begin with. Like, yeah, we both agree really with good. that. Yeah, okay. Same page. All right. We're no. good. We're good. But, uh, <laughs> but going to Man of Steel, like, I know, everyone, like, had to, like, stop a minute. That was, that would be the most, like, we're always a little bit worried on this podcast that we're going to go off the rails in terms of screaming at each other but like that would have been the moment that everything broke down it's like episode four everyone <laughs> hates everyone else now <laughs> we all just walk away from this pissed and screaming i'm gonna like i'm gonna just like title this episode that it's gonna be everyone hates everyone else now <laughs> i really hope it's something like I only hope like Jungle Book, which seems like it's just going to be a good, nice, good movie. We're all going to be like, no, like, this is what ruins our friendship. <laughs> Blue, just shit Jungle Book. It's of like all things. something Carla that we can Johansson actually like disagree on. I'm excited. Idris Elba is Sher Khan. I yes. Love okay. Okay. Anyway, back to anyway. back to back to this movie. Sorry, I had a point. I forgot what it was. Um, yeah, Lois no, Lane. Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel and the other things. And it's it comes back to this issue is that, like, the thing is is that the central characters in Man of Steel, Henry Cavill and Amy Adams, have no chemistry and are just, like, lifeless in every sense of the word in both movies. They are so bad. And that's the thing is, like, the core Superman cast with Lex Luthor, Henry Cavill, and Amy Adams is just the worst <laughs> characters. Okay, like, they are just okay, so admit, miscast, okay, so admit, weirdly I... put together. No, no, hold on, Peter. Nope. Let me finish here. <laughs> sorry. I, sorry, go ahead. The whole thing is like 
the reason Man of Steel comes out okay is there was other characters in those and roles. There was actually a shit ton of characters in Man of Steel that were running around them doing interesting things like Zod and and like Elena and like the even the military guy that sacrifices himself at the end and like you had um, oh, I'm trying to forget who else like and oh I mean uh, who was Superman I, fuck I can't remember who was Superman's uh, Uncle Kent uh, Uncle Kent whatever it's father Kevin Costner. Um, not, not well. Even his space dad, like you know. Oh, <laughs> so Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell yeah. Crowe. Yeah, Russell. Like Russell Crowe, and then who was his other dad? No, I forget. Yeah, like the main like thrust in that movie is done by like a converse, like essentially like two co- characters talking to Henry Cavill. Like Cavill just takes it in, and that's the thing is like <laughs> as like just a muscular man, he's just he's like essentially like Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzeneggering that movie a little bit. He's just muscular, and his space dad and his Earth dad and his Kansas dad are like having conversations about what he should be doing for society, and that's I think that it makes it more interesting, and that's the only way you can make that character work is somebody else like arguing with it. <laughs> well, I think it's the problem. Yeah, both these movies, Superman is like not in his own movie anymore and you're right. I think it's yeah. part of the problem. Yeah, and I think that's the thing and I think that's the thing is back when we were like all worried about Batfleck and I was like God, Ben Affleck as Batman is actually my favorite Batman. And I'll, yeah, I I'll thought he did very well. Yeah. Like, I was yeah, I don't know not, if I go favorite I was, but like I was not I worried about that. Curious. Well, no, no. Who would you say is? I mean, I'm, I'm actually like that's a that's a like a more nebulous conversation. I'm not gonna like die over the bat fleck, but like I would say that he's a very, very, very good Batman. Who would you say is the best, Ben? I, I still like Michael Keaton the best. I think he uh, his films are a little goofier. Michael Keaton the, was uh, pretty good. I think a, I think that's the dude, thing. But is I think like, he really captured both elements really well. But I do like uh, as a very tired older Batman, he's perfect. I think that's what's yes. great. right. I don't know if I would right. like I him think... as a year one Batman, but as a no. new, Long into oh, his no, career, no, no. I agree Arkham Knight style Batman. He's perfect for that, and I want to see yeah. that storyline. I love that idea of like, let's I just really want put Batman in so the future. You... you know, like we didn't, we saw the shooting. You always had to see the shooting, but no training other than the CrossFit. You know what I mean? But no, like CrossFit. I was like, of course he did this in the mountains with Cross ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the ninjas have been Cross doing in the mountains forever is CrossFit. <laughs> they just need to show him making his whey protein shakes. <laughs> I missed Michael Caine as Alfred. I mean, I Jeremy, Jeremy Irons was great, oh. but I love Michael Caine. Yeah, Jeremy Irons Jeremy was Irons good. Is That's, great as a, That's a toss-up. That's the problem. And Michael Caine is so sweet. You know, like, when Michael Caine says that whole, like, I wish you I want to bury you. It's just like, oh, yes. stop. oh my heart stop broke. it. <laughs> my heart broke. Again, good moments in this movie, like they made they made interesting changes in terms of like Jeremy Irons isn't his butler, he's more of his pal in crime. And that was just like that's realistic. Like like fucking Batman, I imagine him eventually saying, Alfred, you're not my butler. You're just like somebody yeah, that like It was years. just basically an older British version of Iron Man. <laughs> working with Batman to make cool gadgets. That's how I felt. He even actually yeah, he sort of I thought he even half- looked a little bit like Robert Downey Jr. with like the sort the sort of spiky hairstyle and stuff. I was really confused. Oh. I actually didn't know it was Jeremy Irons until I watched the credits. I was like, oh and that was you. Okay. Yeah. I mean I knew it wasn't RDJ, but it looked like him and I was just really thrown off by it, you know? They should remember that. They should remember that like when they need like I don't know, some alternate future Avengers for like Avengers 17. They need uh, <laughs> like to, they need to pull in Jeremy Irons to play old uh, Robert Downey Jr. I hope <laughs> that Jeremy Irons is still we, alive we by the time they make sequence. Avengers 17. Oh yeah, we have of course they're going to have a flash forward sequence. <laughs> 
I hate to say this, guys, but this is something that actually is a risk to things. Is like you talk about like old comic books and stuff. Is like comic books wasn't always a superhero dominated medium. Nope. Superheroes is an excellent medium for delivering a tale in such a fashion, and that's why it took over comics. It's going to take over movies in the same way. And I think that's one of the things is like I hear like superhero fatigue, and I was like, I don't really actually think the numbers support that. As a thing, I think they just, need to get more creative <laughs> with what with the types of superheroes that they have, like you know the special powers that they have. But no, you're I right. Think, I think this is the thing: is that I'm saying like critics are well, out of touch with what's actually happening here, well, I think and I think that that's coming true in this movie because I feel like critics just want to start slaying at superhero movies, and I feel like a lot of the ire that came at Batman v Superman is really not is really not warranted here. Like this movie is 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 probably Avengers. Like maybe like where Man of Steel is like a fifty to a sixty, but like it is not like the bottom of the barrel. It's like the things that people are like have rate. Yeah, I think that's exact. I think that Rotten Tomatoes is like what's honestly driving me crazy. And I know that's like it's aggregate score, but like at the same time, like I do think it's representative of like the level of people that are saying don't see this movie. I think like do people agree like do you think the ire is fair to this movie like do you think it's deserved I mean I, I think, think so. it's fair because think... it fails as a movie to stand alone as a movie but... <laughs> I disagree with that I mean I think it I think it enjoys and engaging me and it's an it's a joyful experience remind me <laughs> when we were when we were experience. talking about it a little bit before this podcast um you you said you're I mean one of you guys was showing the rating is on Rotten Tomatoes, and you're like, this movie is... Oh, was it The Room that it was rated even lower than? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's just America. sad. Let's specify I, I which think room. it's better than The Room. That's, <laughs> the, yeah. The room, as in the... Tall as room. in, I did not hit her, Mark. <laughs> that <Yeah>. room. <laughs> I did not hit her, Mark. Oh, my God. I am yet to see that movie in full. Oh man, it's it's, it's not it's, it's not so watchable. good because like, it's I mean, that's so the thing, it's like, bad. You compare no, it to Batman that movie, Superman like, that movie not is not that bad. physically watchable. No. Yeah, exactly. Well, the like, room is rated highly ironically. I mean, that's part of the problem. You know what I mean? And that's part of the mm-hmm. problem with Rotten Tomatoes. It's like no one is actually legitimately going to give the room a good review. They're going to give it a good review because they're like, it's fun as an experience, which yeah. it is. It's a very fun, watchable bad movie. But Rotten as an actual more... piece of art, it's terrible. That's obvious. And that's the thing is like the Rotten Tomatoes is more trends and is more of a trend setter than anything else. Well, it yeah, shows I mean, a trend. The Rotten and, Tomatoes to Metascore and the Metacritic, it's like forty-eight. Like that's about you know what you said. Like, yeah, no, it's not sorry. what I said. I think forty-eight is low, Ben. I do think it's low. I think it's high. <laughs> I think that's super low for this movie. I don't think it deserves that kind of hate. There's so much shit in the seventies on Metacritic that is absolutely unlike. It has exactly the same sort of plot like dis i don't know disaphora like 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 total like like total dis like it, the plot is like total shit and you, the movie is still a fun experience and they're like it's a fun experience and they'd slap a 70 on it i do think there is a little bit of like superhero assassination going on in the critics here i don't think they're out to get it i think it's just more that this is not good no <laughs> it's, it's it's not a great movie and it became popular to hate it's i think it became popular to hate that. but i think they it, it represents it. a lot of things that are wrong with big budget movies in general anyways i think it's Mm, i mean on the back end but that's still like saying like like the back end is not really judging the movie for what it is like you're saying like oh there's a lot of problems with like how the system works and this movie getting made and spending 800 million dollars no i don't think they're rating that i'm saying they're rating more just the issues in terms of shoving in everything to make a cinematic universe without doing it well 
making characters that aren't really relatable. Long okay, sequences so, of actions that aren't really easy to watch. You know, there are a lot of issues that a lot of bad. Okay, I disagree have. there. Like, I, I'm gonna say this. Like, there wasn't there the the action in this movie is not hard to watch. I think it, it was pretty boring. boring. I think it's pointless. <laughs> I, I pretty much, except for the fight at the there. well, the fight at the end probably didn't even need to be as long as it was. But for me, it was the well. Never mind. The whole, you keep going, uh, Let's Jack. be honest. The whole <laughs> Batman v Superman fight is like 12 minutes. And it's exciting. And I think the thing is that they went for com- – it did the traditional Zack Snyder thing. He went to make a comic book superhero movie, and he made that. And I think that he made those comic book images. And I think that that's the thing is it feels a little bit more still. But I think that's because he's literally translating kind of like images from the page in such a way that I found very compelling. Like, you know, shooting the grappling hook at him. He's like kind of weakened, throwing him through pillars. Like it's kind of this different feeling to like what happens in like superhero movies. And I'm like, I, I mean, I'll definitely agree. Like the Winter Soldier had such amazing action was like it was clearly like doing something differently. Like this wasn't doing anything in terms of cinematography. It was just creating interesting tableaus. And that's the thing is like Zack Snyder works in tableaus. He had interesting tableaus in his mind. And like the fight in that sense is interesting, even if it wasn't like totally comprehensible in terms of the actual like it's not doing the hong kong cinema thing obviously but it's still mm. doing it's still doing fairly clear action it's just slowed down it just doesn't have the rapid cutting sequences which is kind of what modern movies are doing more and more like let's be honest like the final fight scene in fucking age of ultron when they're in the thing is like absolutely terrible you can't tell what the fuck is happening and this movie was so absolutely superior in terms of the final fight scene versus that and then when Wonder Woman comes in, it just gets fucking better. Wonder with Woman. I, mean, I think this. Oh my god. I'd love that. Like literally, I was jumping up and down in my seat. You did. As soon you did. That's as, a thing. As like it, you know, the smoke clears and you, you think it's oh well, Bat or Superman's come to save Batman. That's great, whatever. But then it's fucking Wonder Woman. Is yeah. <laughs> when I saw it the second time with friends, like like there were there was there had to be like at least twenty people who started clapping. There was a woman who was like who was like several rows behind me. Who was like, get him, girl. I was like, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Because people clap in a 45 on Metacritic movie. That happens. <laughs> yeah, because guess what? It's so easy to make that moment. Because it's so it's fucking so easy, easy to make a moment no, cool with zero impact. That person had no character. Wonder Woman had zero This is character. true. This is very and true. I don't disagree with that. You can make someone come in and have a cool moment and go on the guitar because that just naturally inherently makes your lizard brain go, It's yes, actually this is not cool. a guitar, Ben, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there was no guitar. It's more of a just throwing that out there. It was something, but... Ben, I think the difference is is that you want like her to have these deep character interactions. No, I wanted to have a character, Jack. There was good characterization in there in terms of like just in that moment of like Batman having the robotic oh shit and then fumbling around like a buffoon and then Wonder Woman stomping in and saving his ass. That is characterization. She's a powerful woman and it imbibes yeah. her with she's that kind now, of thing. See, there I is think, characterization I think in this movie. That is, let, let me have a feminism moment. I think that that is what characterization of strong women has been in the past but it's 2016 there have been so many better developed strong female characters since then that yes while it was awesome when wonder woman showed up and like i said i was super excited i feel like she could have had more characterization but i I do realize that they're building up to her movie next year but for all yeah, intents and purposes, within <laughs> this film, 
she was not a well-developed character. I mean, she was just like Scarlett not. Johansson coming in an Iron Man 2 and having her introduction yes. with the rest of the right. Marvel Universe And that's there. fine. Like, it's the same thing. And then the Black Widow might go on to be an interesting character in a movie, just like Wonder Woman's going to go on to be, well, not her Well, she was kind of side shunted as a love interest in Avengers, so that doesn't look like yeah. anything. But that's very true. Go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least like, DC that's the thing is you're saying there's no Christ. characterization, but there's characterization within the movie, Ben, and I think that they do characterize whether or not it's a good Batman movie. It's I think there is like piss poor characterization in. The she was a Bond girl themes. in this movie. That's a good thing. Yeah. Bond yeah, I mean, I'm not disagreeing. I mean, she, was, she was cool, was. and she ended up being a fucking she, badass. Yeah, actually, obviously, I was about to say. I was about to say. She like, get murdered. No, though, so she's not no really Bond <laughs> movie has ever treated a. Just like she emerges in the elegant evening dress. Yeah, and she does some cool like technological thing or whatever. I mean, she didn't okay, have the same like, fate as a Bond picture. girl. Like, you know, when you know, Superman didn't swoop in and save and her I might be ass, wrong, but... but... When has a Bond girl ever saved James Bond? Uh, in uh, Casino Royale. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Casino Royale no, is still I, the best I don't James think, Bond movie. It's just, I, I'm, just, not, I'm not going <laughs> to... Exactly, but I mean... Outside of Casino Royale! <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm not going to start... I love my James Bond movies, but I'm not going to... But see, those I ones I do find fun. Do you? But, but like, come on. Let's be honest. Like, do you think James Bond movies treat their characters as well as this movie treated Wonder Woman? Um, some do. I think some do, but some don't. Like Casino Royale, I agree. Vesp, like Vespa is a really interesting full character, even though that has that bit at the end. No, sure. But I still think that I tend to find those movies to be a lot more enjoyable than this. Now, okay, that's okay. That's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's enjoyable, and I just didn't find it enjoyable. I found the movie a slog. I found it a lot of setup. Okay, into I flowed through it. Minutes of <laughs> I mean, boring action. Boring. Action. Do we want to let me have the last word yet, guys? <laughs> What's up? I was just asking if y'all wanted to let me go ahead and have the last word yet. <laughs> oh, no, we're not there. We haven't even done the bids. Oh, okay. It's 54 minutes. Shut up. I'm going to get this. <laughs> can I mention... You sit there and watch, Trevor. Can I mention two moments, though? Do you have like, to pee? That, that, screw you. Wow. Can I mention two moments that I, that I had, though, when I saw this movie with my friends that, like, that, that, made, that made, at the very least, the last 20 minutes of the movie surprisingly funny? What was that? So, like, what? so for, so first one that happened, during that last fight... With Doomsday, when Clark and Lois are like are like beside themselves, like and they stop oh, everything God. to be like, "I love you." I Hard heard, as, yeah, I heard two, three black people, and they had to be black because that's the only way that they could have done this. I heard two, three teeth sucked, like sets of teeth sucked. It was so on cue. The second it slowed down, the second they started, I was just like. Like teeth suck. I was like there, there, and there. I, I hear you. You can be only black. That is the only. That is the only thing you can be because that is my exact reaction. The first time I saw this movie, I was so I, over it. I the want, second they tried to make it happen. I just want to point out, in case I've never said this, that Peter is black. Like I just want to point that out, I, I, and I, that I, I am so I, uncomfortable. I, 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 Fairly certain that, that that our listeners probably cannot tell by the, by how my, by how I sound when I talk, but yes, I am. I was black. about to say, <laughs> like, people are looking at our Facebooks and they're like, they're like "I bet that what, Jack like, Newman's the, the guy that said that." No, yes. <laughs> I am Peter, and I am the oh, black God. guy of the group. Anyway, so there was that. But then the second, but then the second time, but then the, 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 the second moment when Doomsday stabs Superman with his spike. First, like, like second it happened, like, the, the, the second that happened, there was, like, some young, like, ha- had to be, like, maybe seven, eight, nine-year-old boy that was, like, a row behind me to our, like, to our left who, like, yet out, let out a short yelp. 
But then, like, like when it becomes apparent, no, Superman's dead. There was like this girl, young woman to our left on our row, who I shit you not, started crying, <laughs> like tearing up, sniffling, Guys, trying like to. Like it had that a, reaction to some parts of the audience. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, like you, you like, <laughs> like it, 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 it was just. It was unexpected. It was so unexpected to like to to hear someone like less than like less than ten feet from me start to like try to like like start to like try to like like quiet herself crying with her friends and her friends asking, "Are you okay? Is everything all right?" And the three of us are looking at each other just like, "Oh my god!" Like she is having a reaction to this scene. <laughs> Zack Snyder set this shit up good for her. It, it, I mean, it, I think it just made it, so, it, it it made it made my movie it made my my movie going experience the second time around like just more fun for me. For me, because it, like it was like real, real audience. Yeah, I think there's more of an emotional reaction to be had in this movie. I think like if you go in and you turn you turn on your movie critic brain, it just implodes like halfway through. Oh yeah. I think you can go into this movie and have an experience like Demolition Man. If you go into Demolition Man or Top Gun and turn on your movie critic brain, you're fucked. Like you're not gonna have fun. But if you turn it off and you go and watch it, you're gonna have a good time. And I stick by that. I think you can turn your brain off in this movie and have a fucking good time. Because I did. I had it. And I think that, Ben, you can't turn off your editing brain and you can't turn off the fact that there's no fucking I, establishing I, shots. I can turn it off, but I still <laughs> really enjoy Demolition Man and Top Gun because I find those to be well-composed, interesting, well-shot movies. Well, there are bad movies out there that you enjoy, Ben, that you admit are enjoying. And if you say The Room, I swear to God, I will hunt you down. And <laughs> what if oh, I, I do enjoy it? watching The Room, but for how bad it is. <laughs> like, it yeah, like, like just, just say on here... Batman v Superman is better than The Room for me. It is. It's a better movie than The Room. Yes. <laughs> but, but can you just like say it? Yeah. You do like that? Would that make you feel better? Yeah. Batman v Superman is better than The Room. Not Room. <laughs> Room's perfect. Okay. Good. Because now I have it on audio, and I'm just gonna edit some ridiculous shit at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Benj- I am Benjamin Hayworth, and I like Batman v Superman. Congratulations, Ben! You just gave Jack his new ringtone for whenever you call. Yes. I am Batman Benjamin Hayworth, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Nothing's better than Casablanca. Right. <laughs> I love that we're still on that page. We yeah. still always have Paris, Ben. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think that's going to be enough time for me to sit and suck on editing this. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and start wrapping up with scores. Oh, Alright, everyone is going to give me your score And you're going to justify it And I'm going to go ahead and start out with you, Trevor Uh, I'll give it a generous 3 out of 10 You want to justify that? Mm, Yeah, I guess I can Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I gave Star Wars Just for reference point for me I gave Star Wars Force Awakens a 5 out of 10 Because I thought it did like half of what a good movie did Should do so I guess I can give it at least a three, like a little over the halfway mark there, and just as far as presenting some really cool action sequence and setup, but not actually oh, having much of a plot or character motivations or yeah, that's three out of ten. <laughs> Sarah, you're up. Okay, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Um. You know, as as I usually a fairly neutral person on movies, I guess. But um, I went in; it was all right. 
I didn't absolutely hate it. There were a lot of things that could have done better. It did not need to be as long as it was. And with if I hadn't had my super fangirl moment about Wonder Woman, I probably would have also given it a 3 out of 10, maybe a 4 out of 10. But she was just so cool in that last fight scene that she gives it an extra point. And I'm very excited to see where the Marvel Universe goes with her character. There is so much DC universe. Also, just so everyone knows. I'm sorry. I don't do comic books. Y'all know this. That's fine. Just so everyone knows, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is is worth two points to Sarah. (laughs) This is true. $800 million film in one character. (laughs) (laughs) She was the best part for me. Y'all know this. Sarah, if we're able to, we need to go see Wonder Woman when it comes out next year together. Yes. Just saying. Uh, I would kill to do that. That'd be fun. I will come down yes. to Houston and go see it. I want to see the hell out. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Peter, you're up. Um, I will give it a six. Um, as, like, as a critic for the sake of this podcast, I definitely saw the movie's flaws as far as, like, pacing and script writing and editing and no establishing shots and what and whatever else what what all else we discussed and we discussed in this episode but as a comic nerd i appreciated the imagery that zack Snyder presented i I appreciated the nods to like the 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 nods to thing to to various things that have happened in the dc comics to the references of what will happen in in, references references of what will happen in future in future dc universe um films like with like like with flat like with flash showing up and bruce wayne saying hey Get us all together. Lois Lane's the key with, um, like, like with 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 the foot with the footage of the characters that that we're gonna see in the next few years. Um, for the fight sequence, fight sequence at the end, I thought I thought Snyder gave me like like a, a really good presentation of like of like the larger than life fights like battle scenes that we get from the from the DC comics on like on a movie screen. So I appreciated. So I definitely appreciated for that as a nerd. Like like like, like that like that scene. Just visually speaking, that was great. Sorry, I see you, Jack. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. And uh, does my... anyone remember? Does anyone remember what I gave Star Wars? Because I don't. <laughs> Did I give Star Wars a six? Shit. <laughs> 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 All right, Ben, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, might have my own shit moment because uh, I'm gonna give this a minor surprise, maybe for some people, a four because. Mm. Um, not that that's a <laughs> great score, but uh, I, as much as I yell about this movie, I don't hate it. It just frustrates me. I think it's the main thing about it. It is a very frustrating film. I do agree with Jack. I want DC to do something a little bit more interesting and in depth. I think the Nolan films, at least two of them, really tried. Uh, I think they all tried, but I think the third one didn't really get there. Um, yeah. But uh, I think those films, I think DC has <laughs> characters that have that long of tradition and have gone through started out as these archetypal characters and I had to go into these much more interesting characters throughout the years. So, but man, there's just a lot of problems. And, you know, listen, last 15 minutes for all of them. You don't need to hear them again from me. Uh, it's just clunky and it's problematic and I want it to be better. So, that's all. And I like Batman and I want my Batman to be better. And I feel sad. Yeah. Uh, so forth. I think so. Oh, and if Zack Snyder listens and wants to give me a job, it's 10 out of 10. (laughs) Throw all pretenses of uh, honesty and journalistic integrity out the window. 
Yeah. Fraud. <laughs> it's okay. When you're looking for a job, like, no one has any morals. <laughs> all right. So, my turn, you motherfuckers. Oh, God. Um, 10 out of 10. <laughs> no. I really actually find it super funny how, like, me and Ben's own scoring system is going to temper both of us. Probably. Because <laughs> I, like, I just look back. I gave Star Wars The Force Awakens, to my knowledge, a 7.5. So I'm I don't go think ahead. you rated it that highly, Jack, because I gave it an eight. Jack, right. you gave Star Wars a six because I gave it a five. Oh, shit, shit. <laughs> get you what did you get for starting out critical? Uh, <laughs> representation really? matters. Really, you're doing that again? Yes. <laughs> it should be good representation. Now, oh, whatever. Good. That's, that's a fair that's point. That's an argument actually, for another day. Yeah. No, I mean, there's good representation. I don't think movie scoring systems should be dependent upon the color of the individual in the movie. Just an observation. That I'm white? Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> About the film. And I have a penis. Hey, stop looking at my penis, Sarah. I am doing... A, you fuck <laughs> off, Jack Newman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, I'm sorry. I give Batman and Superman... <laughs> Unfortunately, I was been super harsh with the movies at this point. So as much as I might want to like shift the score a little bit higher, I can't because this movie's not better than Star Wars. It's just not. So I have to give this movie a five point five. I just just squeaked it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say shit. <laughs> math ladies and gentlemen i know fuck you that brings our score for batman v superman up to 4.7 which i'm gonna round to a five <laughs> that's about that 50 percent. that's about what i feel it should have been a rotten tomatoes in my opinion so i think it's actually i think that's actually a, it's a point above ben a point below me i think that's actually a super solid score in terms of us i actually i don't know, I, I i stand by the actual ratings that like this podcast has given shit so far i mean uh, it's kind of weird that i actually like appreciate probably the actual score the cast gives as to what i give (laughs) 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 i feel like i'm just trying to lower everything so far and now when i want to raise something up i'm screwed okay all right so that's been this week for the movie gang podcast we're gonna go and move on to bets real fast and get us out of here don't forget my last word I know we'll oh get you God. on the way out. I gotta clean. I, I have to. You have to do something for the last word because I need to clean all this fucking spittle off the mic. It's actually like, <laughs> super disgusting. There's literally like, there's literally just like shit all over this that I've like spit while yelling. I mean, after burping um, on sorry, it, sorry, viewer. Like before we started, you know. It still smells like Mexican food. Um. Anyways, so next week, Hardcore Henry comes out next Friday. Woo. And as you know, there's been some things about people saying that, like, it's going to make people sick and a lot of other things. And in terms of, like, it's supposed to be an excellent action experience as as well as, like, kind of just a, you know, shitty backstory, but just all action with a POV perspective that might make some audience members sick and some happy. So I think for next week, we're going to look at the existing Rotten Tomatoes score and we're going to all pick a number and the individual closest to the score as it comes out. Right now, there's 20 views out. There's 20 reviews out and it's probably going to continue to rise as the week goes on but, you know, there's already... So knowing now that the Rotten Tomatoes score for Hardcore Henry sits at 89% with 20 reviews, 
Where do you guys think it's going to ultimately fall? Now, does everybody know what film this is? Yes. Or, or I've, I've seen, the you guys seen the trailer. For it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So good. 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 Um, so I'm just going to do the same list. Uh, first up is Trevor. Uh, you just want me to give it a Rotten Tomato score? Yeah. And it's at 89 right now. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm excited to see it, and it looks pretty good. So I guess I'll maybe just be cynical and shoot for a little lower than what's on Rotten Tomatoes right now and give it an 80. Trevor with the 80, guys. Sarah. I'm going to give it, um, well, I'll give it a 75. Because I, I was originally going to give it a 70, but at the same time, thinking about the audience that this is going to attract, I feel like a lot of people who play first-person shooter games like Call of Duty are going to love this film. But their you know, significant others who they drag along to see it who don't play <laughs> Call of Duty are going to hate it, and they're the ones who are going to get sick. That, which is why I'm going to rate it lower than its current rating. Peter. Um, go to the bathroom. I was originally going to say 90, like basically what it's at, more or less, but kind of for the same reason as Sarah, but not, but like, but, but not nearly as low. I'm going to, not nearly as low. I'm going to say 85. 85. All right. So you got 80, 75, 85. Ben, you're up. Dang, I took all my answers. Well, let's see. So I want to go really high or really low. I guess this yeah. is the question. It's tough because. So we, also, in the future, I'm going to do a thing where we, like, make our scores beforehand by the number, right. and we turn them in, because this is silly, because we're all highballing or lowballing each other, so. That's true. <laughs> we're like, you be, like you're not supposed to necessarily say that, Ben. There's, like, you're looking at everyone else's score saying, this is what I think is going to happen. I mean, right. next week we'll do something differently, but, you know, I fucked up the bet, but who gives a shit? That's Go, fine. Ben. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the question is, yeah, do I want to go lower or higher than everybody? But uh, I think it's tough because, yeah... It's the kind of film I can see a lot of critics being like, ugh, why? But I also think they might appreciate just how completely open it is. They always say, like, eh, it looks like a video game as a criticism, you know? But this literally is supposed to look like a video game. And I think if, I think a fair amount of critics will look at it and say, this does what it's supposed to. So it probably won't be that high, and I'll probably be wrong, but I'll just go ahead and go for 90. All right, 90. If it gets a 90, I will, I will not at all be mad, not going to lie. No, I, I think there could be a potential that critics will say, okay, maybe this isn't even for me, but I get what they were going for and what they were going for they nailed. You know? Which is the thing. You look at what's going to happen. Like, are the percentages of people like people are saying, don't go see Batman v Superman. A lot of people are going to say, this is a weird experience. Go check it out type of deal. So that it does get the things of like giving it at least a possible positive review. And I right. think I, I agree with that. Like, I be hated high. this, but I get what it is. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, Ben. This is going to be really shitty. Because I think that I honestly think. Well, I'm sorry, Ben. Uh, I think 91. I think 91 is a suicide number. Yeah. Like that's, and this is why we need to change. I realized as soon as I like bet it at the end, I was like, "Well, I'm fucked." Yeah, there's no <laughs> way it's going above 90. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna take 89. Yeah, such a dick. It, 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 it basically all. I'm taking exactly where it is at this moment. Uh, is that what we uh, averaged no. out to? Is 89? No, Jack's just being a dick. Okay. <laughs> Jack, is, <laughs> Jack is sitting over there playing the prices, right? What did the last person bid? 1200 Super dick to the rescue! You did we just say that we need so to start funny. changing the way we do it. Still more personality than Henry Cavill! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 
All right. Well, so he's that's still only picked two percent range because he's next to eighty-five. So at least you know, <laughs> feel okay about that. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> my range is actually super small. Like if there's a big or I'll bit there's a, if there's a big drop in the score in either direction, like I'm fucked. Yeah, so <laughs> it's don't feel not actually that, that good. Yeah, like actually, to be honest, like the person with the best score as proved last week. So. This has been the Movie Gang Podcast. We're going to let the Trevor close out the podcast in just one minute. But as a heads up, if you guys would give us some questions to answer on the next podcast about, you know, our personal lives, experiences, what we think about certain movies, send it to new, at Newman Visuals at Twitter. Or you can go to the Podbean as well as on iTunes, post some comments, concerns, anything else. Just give us some information. Let us know that there's a community out there that loves us because we love you, community. We love you. <laughs> Now, last week, our bets were along the lines of what was going to be the Rotten Tomato score for Batman v Superman. Um, we were way the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like, yeah, we God, were we? not even in the stratosphere, but it's because the low bet last week was Trevor Flynn with 50%, and currently the tomato meter sits at 29% for Batman v Superman. Damn. So, so Trevor, so your shit victory. Here is your shit victory. Do a dance, my friend. No one else may speak. Trevor, you get the last words on this movie that you betted on. Batman v Superman. What do you have to tell us? <laughs> All right. Well, I want to start off by saying I, I don't want to just go up on a soapbox about how bad superhero movies are like Sean did last time. Um, <laughs> uh, because I wouldn't have ever expected the score on this to be quite that low. And I do think there is a little bit to be said of the argument that the critics are just really enjoying hating it because it's part of a superhero trend that they really don't like. That said, um, as much as we've discussed everything that went wrong in this movie, as much as there was a script problem, as much as there were plot holes, as much as the main villain was not only uh, not despic like despicable in the wrong way, but not even properly motivated, as much as we've talked about all those criticisms, I can still appreciate that there's an element in there of just seeing the iconic DC superheroes assemble and team up and have some awesome action sequences. I think, Jack, you call them tableaus, where um, there are at least these kind of ideas clashing and conflict and play, and that's fun to watch. And Zack Snyder really can make a really good shot. Yeah, I'll agree with that. On the other hand, I've never really liked Zack Snyder uh, for <laughs> much the same reason. <laughs> Um, I didn't go see 300. I thought it was dumb. I maybe could have at least gone with my friends in high school and seen 300 and enjoyed it for what it was, but, uh, I thought it was dumb. So, this is the same guy who did 300. This is the same guy who did Watchmen. Contrasting this to something like 300 where he's in his element and he's still, like, giving you the movie it's supposed to be, I, I'd contrast this with that in that he has throws all these ideas in there about, like, gods and men and, like, what superheroes potentially are that he just, like, references but doesn't really develop. And I think post-Christopher Nolan especially, he gets criticized for that a lot more than he maybe otherwise would. But as compelling as some of the action sequences are, as compelling as some of the images are, I would have been a lot more invested if I felt that there was anything 
um, worth fighting for being debated. Like, for instance, with the extended dream sequences, there's just this really over-the-top long fight that, yeah, sets up something later in the universe, but there is no reason for me to be invested in at the moment. And I think that really comes down to why I, I didn't like it, but I can still kind of appreciate why the fans liked it, and that's going to be my last word. So You mean last fucking essay, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. You get the last thing. Sign off. Sign us off, man. I'm sorry. That was dickish of me. <laughs> That's Jack. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Thanks, guys, for listening Fuck to my uh, my <laughs> really uh, monologue. I guess um, tune in next week, next time. Did we discuss what we're going to be doing next? I guess we haven't picked no, Jungle Book or uh, hardcore. hardcore Hardcore Henry. Henry I think yet, is right? I really want to do Hardcore Henry. Mm. All right. I'm, really, I'm really like well, I'm hardcore for that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, just to bundle it up, thanks for listening to all the uh, the love and hate and the vitriol and the uh, we uh, we uh, we um, yeah managed to get through this. So uh. <laughs> your energy inspires me, Trevor. <laughs> 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 we'll see you later. <laughs>